Hi. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by First Baptist Church. Here at FBC, it's our mission to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, and we hope that this message helps you continue to grow in your faith. This audio is property of First Baptist Church, but feel free to give away copies of this message in the hopes that others will be impacted by what they hear. For more information about FBC, or if you want to stay connected with us, visit our website at fbclloyd.ca or look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, and enjoy the latest from FBC. Having been a children's pastor for 10 years and now being a youth pastor, finding key volunteers is like finding a diamond in the rough, right? You want to hold on to that person. You never want to let them go. Um, There have been people on my teens when I started that had once upon a time been asked to volunteer and they stayed there. They remained there till literally the week before they passed away. Like that's faithfulness. There was a man at my previous church that Pastor Bruce would actually know named John Greer. And John Greer was this man who you could always count on to rattle off the chapter and verse of any verse, honestly. Like, my memory's always not the best, so I can get the gist of a verse, but he'll always yell from the back where it's found at. And he was always willing to help no matter what, even when his health limited him as well. And so he was really into Awana. I don't, I don't know. Do you guys do Awana here? Do you guys do Awana? Have you ever done Awana? Do you know what Awana is? Most people know it is perfect. So he loved Awana. And he always talked about the glory days of Awana, the Awana Olympics. So like kids memorizing verses and learning the Bible. And so he always told me about how when his son was young, that they would practice each week with their friends learning the Bible. That was, just, that was his passion. He did that all of the time. And so when I took over as children's pastor, he was one of the first people to come up and to congratulate me. He had known me for, uh, since I was just a kid because when I was a children's pastor at my previous church, I actually grew up there until around 12 years or so. So yes, I do remember Bruce as a, as a little dog. I don't, does he do that today? Does he wear a costume? I know, I was at, stayed at his house last night and he, something was dangling in his closet. It might have been a dog costume. I don't totally know. Um, probably, I would say so. Um, but... John would always be part of a WANA group. He was part of my TNT group, so the oldest kids at that time. And he had this group of three kids that he always spent time with, um, learning the Bible with them, helping them get their badges and all of that. He was such a great man. Well, near the end of my time at, at True Life Church, John had gotten quite sick. Um, he was in the hospital for a number of weeks. He was not doing well. And so I went to go visit him along with one of my, my friends and coworker, and we spent some time with him. And it was hard. It was hard seeing John, this guy who helped me out so much, you know, hooked up to all these machines, being very you know, discomforted by obviously being hooked up to these machines. And, and it was just hard to see him be able to move and struggle to breathe. And so I only stayed with him for a short period of time. And, but it was hard. So we, we had left that, that room and I was talking to my friend Josh and we were just like, man, it's going to be hard not you know, seeing John around the hallways not seeing him out in public. He always wore a Jesus hat fish, you know, with the little, the little fish on. He loved that. It was a great conversation starter, he said. And so we were talking about that. The next day was Sunday, which was when we have our Awana program. And I looked over the TNT program. That was my main, my main um, responsibility at that, at that time. And it was weird not seeing him at the back of the room because he would come in, you know, 10 minutes early to go over his lesson, make sure he had all the, the verses ready to go. And he wasn't there. And so we're about to start the night. And then literally I look up and I kid you not, John walks into the back of the room hooked up to an IV pole. Like I'm not even joking. Like he had like a a take home IV pole. He was hooked up. He had wires on. I'm like, what are you doing, John? 
And he just said, listen, my kids got to learn their verses. They got to get their badges tonight. I'm like, oh my man, his, mom, his wife wasn't very impressed, but I was impressed with his faithfulness. It was, it was crazy. It blew my mind that he would do that. And I told him at that moment, I'm like, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to use this sermon illustration someday. And so I'm doing that now. Um, but his faithfulness was so, so strong. And so I am glad to be here with you guys today as we're going to be talking about faithfulness, continue on the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, I, uh, my name is Nate, and I'm going to be the, the camp speaker tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. So you guys are going to be like my practice crew. So if you could just, you know, yell out random things and be distracted on your phone, do some TikTok dances in the back, you'll prepare me for what I'm about to do starting today. So no, I'm just going to be really, really exciting for that. Um, while preparing for this message, there was a few key areas of faithfulness that really came to mind when it talks about what does it mean to have the fruit of faithfulness? I really believe it's being faithful in your relationships, being faithful with your time, and being faithful with your money. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. But before I do that, I'd love just to pray for you guys and that God will help prepare us for today. Um, Father, I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, God, and to uh, just meet with this church, God. I've heard such great stories of what you're doing in and through them, Lord. So today, I just pray it'll just be a great time just talking about faithfulness and what that means in our lives as believers, God. So thank you so much for that, praise in Jesus' name, amen. Um, if you are human, which I would assume most of you are, you've probably been betrayed in your life. Maybe it wasn't something overtly dramatic or anything crazy, but there's definitely either been a friend or someone you thought was a friend, or maybe a family member who said something about you behind your back or did something that hurt you, right? Um, there's been a moment where they have done things to hurt you. And, and how did that make you feel when you found out that someone betrayed you? Probably like trash, right? Or probably really confused or very hurt by these things. And relationships can be destroyed so easily when there's trust that gets broken, right? When our faithfulness towards those people have been broken. Being a youth pastor, I've, I've got these, uh, these group of girls that come every single week. And it seems as though like every single week, there's some kind of dramatic thing happening. Okay, I don't know if that's a normal thing. I've got a girl who is, she's turning five soon. She's pretty dramatic for a five-year-old, okay? Um, but this is a group of girls, group of kids who are just quite dramatic. There's always a friend who's backbiting another friend and they're not friends with them. The next week they are friends, there's best friends. And I'm so confused, man, because as being a children's pastor, the biggest fighting I would ever have or hear from kids would be like, oh, you don't like Paw Patrol anymore? Ugh, I don't want to be your friend. Like, that's all I heard from these little kids. But now it's like every single week there seems to be something happening that trust is being broken. And on the other side of the coin, how does it feel when you're the one who's doing those things? Right? When people, when people betray you, you feel hurt, you feel, you feel backstabbed, you feel like you've just been, had your, your confidence broken, but how does it feel like when you're the person doing the backstab and when you're the one who's not being faithful in a relationship? Hopefully you don't feel great about it. Hopefully there is some sense of like, you know what, I need to do better at that. You see, in Proverbs 3, 3, it says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Buy them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Love and faithfulness should be a part of our everyday life. I'm not one, I don't, I don't wear necklaces, I don't wear chains or anything like that. But if I did, I feel like I'd wear a big chain that said, Love, faithfulness, and it'd be awesome, it'd be really big. But you see, God is so clear on this. Right? When it comes to our relationships, we need to make sure that we are being loving to people, being faithful to people. 
And it's obvious to be loving, to be faithful to those that we would call our friends or our family. But is that where it stops? Do we, are we just faithful to the people who actually like us? Who should that carry on to? Everybody, right? Now, you've probably heard this verse before, even if you're not from church or religious, but love your neighbors as yourself, right? And if John was here, what would he yell out? What chapter does that come from? Mark, anyone know? John's not even here. Mark 12, 31. Love your neighbors as yourself. So not just a person that you would call your closest friend or your spouse or your partner, whoever's that closest to you. It's easy to love them. But what about that coworker you work with? The one who eats their food really loud, like they smack their, their food when they eat. Do you have a coworker? Yeah, everyone's pointing to their spouse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I am that person. Apparently that's what I do, so I'm very self-conscious. My wife points it out all the time. My best friend points it out all the time. Um, so I'm very self-conscious about that. So far, she has, they haven't murdered me yet, so it must be okay. Or maybe it's your boss who doesn't really value your work. Like you're working overtime, you're doing the best you can, but your boss is, still doesn't care. He doesn't appreciate what you do. Or maybe it's literally your next door neighbor, right, who, who mows their lawn and they spit out all of their freshly cut dandelions all on your fresh green grass. How does that make you feel? Like raging, right? Like going postal on them. So love your neighbor as yourself is so important. Being faithful even in those relationships is so important. If you're familiar with the life of King David, before he was a king, he was a young guy who killed a, a giant named Goliath. And when he did that, people started cheering for him. People started singing for David. And it made the current king very what? Very jealous, right? To the point where he was on a hunt to kill David. I don't know about you, but I've never been in that position before where someone's trying to hunt and chase me down. Have you ever been in that position before? Maybe you're in like secret service, right? Not secret service. What's that called? The, 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 when you're running away from people. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. I'm blanking. Yes, wait, who said that? You? What's your name? 10 points for you. Good job. Yes, I forget it already. What was it again? No, I got your name, but what was, what was it called? Witness protection. Witness protection. I forgot already. Good. Remember it. But maybe you're like David. He, he, he's running away from King Saul. Okay, Saul's chasing him. He finally finds out where David is at, but before he gets to him, he goes into a cave to relieve himself. Okay, he takes a, takes a pee. Okay, and so David, he's got the opportunity, right? He's got the opportunity. He's going to go into this cave. He's going to find Saul. He's finally going to get rid of him. But instead of him killing him, what does he do? He cuts a piece of his cloth off him, right? Saul comes out of the cave, and David's on top, and he yells to King Saul, and he says, hey, listen, I had the opportunity to kill you, but I didn't, because you're God's anointed. I'm being faithful to God's plan, and King Saul just breaks down in tears, and he's so thankful for that. And then he actually asks David to make a promise to him that he won't wipe out his family tree line, and David's actually faithful to that plan as well. So you can imagine David, right? He's so faithful to, to Saul that he doesn't kill him when he has the opportunity. And he's even faithful that he doesn't even, that he keeps his promise, right? This is a guy who's trying to kill you, right? But it's amazing that he's able to do that. So see, David was faithful even to his worst enemies. You see, the true mark of a believer is someone who can be faithful in our relationships, Right? It's, it's, it's easy, I find, today that we just, as, as this group of girls in my youth group, are so easy just to like, break up with their friends and their friends the next week, and it's, it just hurts my brain thinking about it. But we need to make sure that we're being faithful in our relationships. It's so, so important, right? And see, there's so many examples in the Bible that talks about how people were faithful, but I think the best example, and especially from the song we just did, talks about how Jesus, how God is the greatest example 
of what it means to be faithful in a relationship. Romans 5, 8 says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Literally enemies of him and he died for us. Which is an amazing, amazing thing. You know, one of the fruits of the spirits is faithfulness and part of that faithfulness is in our relationships and it's amazing what Jesus did for us, right? What he did for us. And and in, in 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with me. And part of that is being faithful, right? You know, while he hung up on that cross, after he had, had been beaten, after he had been whipped, after he had a crown of thorns put on his head, spat at, right? Nailed to a cross, he hung up there, and what did he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Man, when I think about being faithful to the cause, that is a great example. And then in 1 John 1, 9, he talks about how he's faithful to forgive us. It doesn't, imagine if that verse says, you know, if, we can, if we confess our sins, he might forgive us. That doesn't give me much confidence in that kind of relationship, right? So we're talking about faithful in our relationships, reminding ourselves of his faithfulness, what he has done for us, any kind of bickering that we have with our spouse, which I'm sure we all have wonderful relationships all the time with our spouses, but remembering what Jesus did for us and how he was faithful in relationships helps us get through those, those matters, right? You see, I also believe that we can be faithful or that we need to be faithful with our time, right? We're on this earth for a very short period of time, very short. I'm 33 years old. I just remember that Bruce is 48 years old soon. I, that's insane, right? He, he lost his hair when he was like 15, like for sure, for sure, right? He tells me his hair was red. I don't know if anyone has any pictures of that. Um, but life is short, right? And what we do with that is so important, right? You know, King Sol- Solomon talks about in the Bible how life is just a vapor, like soap bubbles, right? It's here one day, then it's gone the next. So every time, every time you wake up in the morning is a gift from God. Right? And how we are to use that gift matters, right? But it's hard, right? Find that time when we're trying to give time to God. If you're like me, you work two jobs, right? You, you have a job that gets a paycheck and you have another job that takes your paycheck away, like your kids and your family, right? But they are so special, right? You spend the time, you know, packing their lunch, you send them off the daycare, I pick them up, I do supper, I clean up after supper, I play with the kids, I clean up after supper, I put them to bed, I do the dishes, I get up, I do the laundry, it's all over again, my wife, she helps out too. I'm not, it sounds like just me doing it. You do all the work. Where's the camera? Where's she got at? You do all the work. Um, but it's hard, right? When we're trying to find time to, to, to be faithful in relationship with God, where do we find that time? I think we just have to be practical about that, right? See, we're still on this earth because Jesus isn't done with us yet, right? There's still people on this earth who don't know who Jesus is. So that's so important to keep in, in mind, right? That we're not wasting our time. It's so easy to be on your phone and to, be, to scroll through Instagram or TikTok, right? Like I have gone through and I've, I've spent time, hours doing that. And that's embarrassing. That's shameful for me to do, but it seems so much easier at times to scroll instead of flipping through the pages of Scripture. But how much more closer would my relationship to God be if I, if I took that time and I spent diving into what the word says. How much greater, how much stronger would I be in those moments? 
God wants a relationship with you. And that takes time, right? That takes intentional time to spend with him. I went to Bible school, went to NBBI, the same school that Bruce went to. We're basically the same person. He's just 50 years ahead of me. Um, but I had a guy named Ben Bloison. Pastor Bruce would know him as well, and he was my roommate. I remember walking into my dorm room, and I, on his bookshelf had all of these books, like all these Bible books. He had Bibles upon Bibles. He had all these commentaries, and I just remember being overwhelmed by that, going, oh man, this guy's a scholar. And Bruce is probably laughing. He could probably laugh. He knows who Ben is. And I remember spending time that first night. We, we talked for about three hours in our, in our bunk beds. It was, it was really cool getting to know him. And I had brought up the conversation about, man, I was so intimidated by all the books you have here. And he just laughed. He said, those are just school books. I had to buy them. Like, that's all I had to do. So, um, but I got to know him and learn about him and we became great friends. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't spend time with him, right? And God wants to spend time with you. He wants you to know him and have a relationship with him. And when I think of an example from the Bible of someone who, who made time and knew who God was, was a guy named Abraham, right? Abraham had waited decades to have a son, and when he finally has a son, God asked him to, to, to sacrifice him. What a left turn, you know what I mean? Like, that's what happened. But I, I don't think Abraham would have been able to go through the motions of doing that, of going on a three-day hike, of convincing him to come up on a mountain with him, to convincing him to lay down, convincing him to tie him down, and then to sacrifice him without Abraham fully believing that if he did that, that God would raise him from the dead. And we find out in the book of Hebrews, that's what he believed. But it's because he had a relationship with God. Like he had faith in God that he was able to do that. You know, I love my son. I've got a son named Finnegan. Um, he's one of those kids who about one and a half years old, I was like, this guy is the most precious thing in the world. Such a sweetheart. And for whatever reason, the, the brain of a one-and-a-half-year-old one changes by the time they're two because now he's a monster, right? So there's other days where, oh, I can totally see sacrifice. No problem, no problem. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But, like, but what would happen with our walk with God you know, if we spent time being more faithful and being more intentional and wanting it to grow? Being faithful in our serving God. Like it's so exciting to walk in here and see so many people with all your cool shirts on, your volunteer shirts. It takes a lot to run a church. Pastor Doug's a great guy, and I'm sure he loves his staff. He loves the volunteers too. And so being faithful with your time, spending it with God and for his kingdom is so, so important. But I also believe that we're to be faithful with our time with our family. Uh, Psalm 127.3.5 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. See, I'm a dad of two kids, and I love them more than anything on this earth. With my, my spouse is right there with like, I love everybody. My whole family, I love everybody the same. Um, but I love them a lot. But, then, but that love gets tested when they're potty training in the local Canadian Tire toilet, okay? Like in a display toilet. That's when it gets a little bit hard to love them at times. But I love them, right? They're, they're, they're splitting images of their mom, um, but their, their personalities are quite like me. So it's, it's, it's a battle, constant battle, disciplining myself, so it's weird. Um, but I don't ever want my kids growing up not knowing that I love them, right? I want them to know that I love them. I want to know that I spent time with them, that I, I got to hear their stories. One of the things I asked my, my two kids after daycare is, what are two things that made you smile today? And so they'll talk about things that make a four-year-old smile. Like, they're such random things. I love it. But then what are two things that made you sad today? 
You really get to hear the heart of a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Finn, he just says, no one passed me the ball. And Ren says, she, her best friend's not her best friend anymore, but then she's her best, she's already a teenager, so it's, it's great. Um, but it's great to get to know them and to spend time with them, to cuddle with them. Like, I remember when my, when my daughter was in um, the womb of my, my wife, I prayed every day that, you know, she would be this, this little girl who, who would love God, but would also be a cuddler. I always want to have a cuddler, and she's a lovely little girl. She loves cuddling, but my son, he doesn't care about nothing. He's crazy. Um, but being faithful with their time, with their family is so, so important. They are a heritage. They are a gift from God, right? You know, as, as, as a dad, we're not to make sure that we are enticing them to anger, right? It's very easy to pick on a kids, right? You want to be able to do that at times, but but they are a gift from God. And being faithful with our time with them is so important. And spending time with your spouse is so important. Um, Bruce and Amanda are, are newly um, empty nesters. And I, I, I don't want to make them cry. I don't make them cry, but they're, they're, they've raised some great kids and now they're at home and now I'm sure they, they, they miss their kids a lot, but they've done a great job raising these kids because they've invested in their kids. Invested in them. Right? With their families are so important. You know, if you don't look after your time of yourself as well, being, being faithful time for yourself is also really important, right? You're being, spending time with God's important, spending time with your family, making sure you take time for yourself is also important. But, but being faithful with our money is so important as well, right? You know, there's a parable in the scriptures that talks about three different men, Three men uh, were given a, a sort, uh, certain amount of money, and the master said, take care of this money. Two of the men doubled their money. The master was really happy about that, and the third guy just buried it. Probably like a, sounds like he's a pirate or something. I don't know. Um, and, the, and the master was not happy with them. See, God has blessed us in so many different ways. Right? He's blessed us with, with time on this earth. He's blessed us with our finances. And how we use that money is so important. Right? Being faithful what we are, are given is so important. You see, being faithful encompasses these three things in my mind. Being faithful with our, our relationships. Right? Who is that person in your life today that you're like, you know what, I need to be more faithful to them. How's your relationship with, with God? Do you have a relationship with God? Maybe that's a good question to start off on. Being faithful with our time is so important. It's so easy to waste time that's around us. It's so easy for us to get you know, sidetracked by all the different problems of the world. But being faithful with our time is so crucial. Spending time with our family is so important. It's so easy to get sidetracked by trying to work as much overtime as you can so that you can you know, go on a trip with your kids or buy the next toy or do this or that. But your kids are going to remember the moments that you spent time with them more than anything else. I, one of my, my best friends, Jeff um, Swartzentruber is his name, and he, one of the main things he remembers about his parents, even though they're great, loving parents, the thing he remembers the most is how much they worked. They worked a lot, a lot, a lot. They didn't have a whole lot of time just to be with them. So being faithful with your time, with your family is important, and being faithful in your relationship with God is so important. 
You know, we're gonna be talking about this week at, at, at Bible camp, talking about peace and how to find peace. There's so many different stories in, in the Bible that talks about how people's lives are quite messed up. There's a lot of betrayal that happened throughout the Bible. I don't know if you knew that. Lots of betrayal that happened all around. But ultimately, a lot of these stories, they found peace. And we're gonna finish the week talking about how we can find that peace in Jesus Christ. And so we're gonna be talking about that this coming week and being faithful in that. So I would love for you guys to be praying for us this week as we talk about peace this week. But I want to ask you this question. Okay. Of all the things, I want you to remember this question. So where do you need to be more faithful in your life today? Is it with your, your faithfulness to God? It's so easy even as a pastor to... You know, we talk about it all the time about how you got to be faithful, make sure you're in the Bible every day. But even for us, man, it's tricky at times. Maybe it's being faithful with your family. Maybe it's finding that you're trying to deal with your, your spouse or that family member in your life who you're at odds with right now. Build into that relationship. Or maybe it's being faithful with your your finances. Maybe you just spend it on everything and you don't have to take time to, you know, take the first fruits and give to God, right? Maybe that's an aspect that you need to be more faithful in today. Let me pray. Um, Father God, I just want to thank you for um, the faithfulness, God. The fruits of the Spirit are such great examples, God. They're such um, markers of who we are and where we are at with you, God. God, when it comes to being faithful, it can be hard at times. It can be hard to find the time to, to invest in our family. To, it can be hard to find time to invest in you and get to know you more, God. But God, I pray. I pray that you will be with us, God. I pray that you'll give us the encouragement that we need, God. I pray that as we grow in you, God, that we can learn to be more faithful in all of our ways, God. Thank you, guys, for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so as I said, you guys could just be praying for us uh, as we go to, to camp tomorrow. I keep saying tomorrow, but we're going to camp today. Is there any students here that are going to camp? Anyone here? No one? At the back? What's up, man? What's your name? Damien? What's up, man? Good to see you. Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know if someone's coming up here. Bruce, oh, Bruce right there. I was like, where's Bruce? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to kill some time, play some games up here. Bruce is like, <laughs> just want to say thanks to Nate uh, for a great service this morning, for challenging our faithfulness. And again, uh, we pray for camp this week and just ask God's blessing on that. Thank you for being with us. Uh, again, you're welcome to come out to chapel in the evenings at camp, mornings, whatever. Uh, check out what the kids are learning and just see the environment. It's an awesome place to, to be in the summertime. So if you have the time to do that, uh, pop out to the camp and just uh, be challenged by the scripture this week as well. Have a great week. God bless.